friends, this is Cheryl from Tutoring with Cheryl. You can find more information about me at MidwestTutor.com. I am reflecting on a writing camp that I am offering, and I'm super excited to share this with others. And uh, I guess you're probably thinking, why would anyone need a writing camp? Well, that is an excellent question. Before we get to the camp information, let's consider some things about writing that influence our kids and their attitudes toward writing. You know, this would be really important if you have a reluctant writer. Sometimes our children think that they're not good writers. And as a parent, a teacher, a tutor, uh, whatever you are, we wonder where things went wrong. But if we stop to consider everything that goes into writing, we might be very surprised at all of the elements it requires to become a writer. Yes, a writer. Now, before I get into all of that, if you're interested in attending a writing camp this summer that focuses on poetry and fun, I have a registration form on my blog post that you can quickly fill out that will contact me directly and I can get the ball rolling with that going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Um, but in a nutshell, nutshell, uh, writing can look something like this, okay? And I, I want you to think to like everything that's involved in your ability to write. Now, I am not going to cover everything. I already know that. That's my disclaimer. But these were my thoughts, okay? We begin with toddlers. You know, you know, 18 month, two year old, they're just learning to develop those fine motor skills. And that, you know, might go to three and four. If you consider that your child needs to be able to grasp a crayon or pencil in order to write, then those fine motor skills are really important. And being able to manipulate smaller items helps to build this muscle memory. And it develops those muscles for control of a crayon or a pencil, eventually a pen. But how do they develop those, those little muscles? Okay, those little kids are not going to develop them on their own. Putting your child in front of a TV is not going to develop those skills. You need to provide blocks and Play-Doh or clay when it's appropriate. Wooden beads, pegboards, Lincoln logs, Duplo blocks. Those are just some of the ideas that will help strengthen their hand-eye coordination and develop those little manipulation skills that they need in their hands. You know, I take my granddaughter outside and she picks up rocks and sticks while we walk around. That's great for development. Self-feeding, allowing a toddler to self-feed, smaller portions. Give them a fork. Give them a spoon. If it's appropriate and they're old enough, give them a knife. These are all pre-writing skills. Obviously, I'm not giving a two-year-old a knife. I'm just saying when it's appropriate. Give them a sippy cup. Let them begin those skills. As soon as we start to nurture those skills, it's really important to start these things early because that helps develop all of those neurons and synapses in our brain and it just helps us with our, our working muscle memory. It's We take all of this for granted. You're like, well, how does this help me with writing? It really does. So as children grow, they're going to spend time with coloring books. Give them chunky crayons. Give them the kind that won't make them sick if they're uh, if they like to chew on things. I'm sure they make those. Uh, they can watercolor. They can paint with finger paints. Um, you can make edible paints that if they like to lick their fingers that they can use. You can make play-doh. 
You can buy Play-Doh. Uh, get the little dough people and let them use the plastic scissors to cut the hair off. As they get older, you can allow them to cut things and paste them. I mean, seriously, this list is endless. And all of these activities are fostering early writing skills. Because as they grow, you're going to start to nurture things like their letters. You might be reading them board books. A is for apple. B is for bear. And they begin to learn the sounds that are associated with those letters and those letter combinations. And of course, the whole time you're doing all these activities with these little kids, I hope you're talking to them so they become familiar with, um, you know, the vocabulary and, and the way we phrase things. And then, of course, use good grammar because if you're not using good grammar, well, then, then well, that's a whole nother story. But they're going to learn to recognize letters by sight as well as words, especially if you're immersing them in books. They're going to learn to write those letters eventually. And as they learn to read and write, they will learn to develop simple sentences. I mean, guys, that's not even scratching the surface of what it takes to write. To learn how to hold the pencil, too. As they move on with their learning, this is as they're getting older, they're going to learn the conventions of sentence construction. Capital letters, punctuation, word usage, and then they're going to develop paragraphs and learn to write in different genres. And this is just a very, very simple outline of what goes into learning to become a, a better writer or to become a writer. So what could possibly go wrong? Well, as you observe your child and you listen to your child or your teacher, child's teacher tell you that your child either doesn't like to write or needs support, Consider that there are a multitude of areas to go through to determine what is going on. Now, as a teacher, I've worked with a lot of kiddos, and I always ask them what they're struggling with first, if they are able to identify it for themselves. And no matter what the discussion is, I will always do a simple writing assessment just to see where they're at. I always look at how are they holding their crayon, pencil, or pen. I always look at letter formation and control of the writing device. I always look at what they wrote to determine their element of or their ability to communicate. I want to know if I can make sense of what they wrote. And finally, I look at the conventions of the written work. That's the grammar, the punctuation, the word usage. At that point, I can typically tell if we need to work on some fine motor skills development and I will always recommend those developmental activities I listed above. Even if I have a child that's in fifth grade, if they have really, really poor motor skills, fine motor skills, a lot of those things are on my list. And when parents create time for their child to do these things on a regular basis, I see results in their hand strength. And this simple action does a lot for building confidence in students. They don't get as frustrated with the actual act of writing. But we can also get a pencil grip or a larger pen or a pencil for students who need more control. And I think it's also important to note that the hand grip of the pencil is really important. When students are not holding their pen or pencil correctly, it can affect what they see on the line. And it can affect the rate at which they write. And there's many effective ways to help a child learn how to hold a pencil correctly. On my blog, I have a link to an excellent video 
on YouTube called Learning Without Tears, and it will give you some suggestions for pencil grips and other things, how to hold the pencil. But I also look at that letter formation, and I know that there's some teachers in the lower grades that do not feel that letter formation is important. Guys, I've been teaching 32 years, and it's, it is extremely important. When a child does not form their letters correctly, it slows down the writing process. We want the writing process to be efficient. Letter formation is crucial to fluency in writing. And when they practice their handwriting skills, it allows this process to become very automatic. When it's practiced correctly, it can lead to confidence and speed. And hopefully this will lead to accuracy as they learn to spell as well. If there's no need to focus on the ability, the actual ability to hold a pen or a pencil when I'm working with a student, then we get started with the elements that may be slowing the child down. And one thing I have found to be very effective is to use mentor texts to show the genre and the quality of work that I'm looking for on a project. If there isn't one available, we will do a modeled write where I write and they offer suggestions. And I will begin the process and then provide supportive graphic organizers for students as they develop their independence in that particular genre. Because writing a persuasive argument is much different than writing a poem, is much different than writing a personal narrative. Something very simple that parents and caregivers can do is to have your child practice their writing by having a pen pal or by writing thank you notes to other people when they're given gifts. You can also have your child keep a daily journal or you can give them writing prompts. For very young writers, you don't even need words, just pictures. But as the writers become more mature, you would definitely want to work on those skills that I've listed in the previous uh, portion of this. So since reading and writing are so closely tied together, another bit of advice is to read to your child. This gives the child familiarity with the written and spoken word and provides them with text associations. Okay, so how does this get all into this poetry thing that I'm offering up? Okay, I love poetry. I used to hate to write it, but once I learned how to write, it was like, oh my gosh, this is just so much fun. Poetry is a wonderful genre or type of writing to spend time in. It is going to allow your child to learn about reading and writing in a very non-threatening environment. A lot of my really reluctant writers love poetry units. A lot of my really, really good writers love it too. It's, it can challenge them in different ways. So poems use really rich language and fun elements that can be utilized in other parts of your child's own writing. And this is a great way to develop a love of writing and it builds confidence in the written word. It's fun to read poetry from famous authors and to write poems together. And it's also a ton of fun to po publish poetry. I gotta tell you, I've had more kids become published authors through an anthology that I work with every year they are just thrilled. They are so proud of themselves. And suddenly I go from having non-writers to kids that really want to up their game and they're excited about writing. So to go way back to what I started with, I am hosting a digital summer camp 
for children and it's focused on poetry. Any student in grades third through sixth grade, so if they're either going into third, finish third, going into sixth, just finish sixth, in that whole scope there, any of those students are welcome to join. If you feel that your child would benefit from this, uh, they're younger, older, let me know. We can, we can make that work, that's not a big deal. Um, so what are we going to do? We are going to explore some great poems. I already kind of mentioned this earlier. We're going to learn how to rhyme, learn about fun ways to make our words playful using elements of poetry. We're going to write poems together. The kids are going to write them independently. We're going to share our writing with one another with parental consent. We're going to publish to a private Google site that will be shared with just the participants. And then the kids get to submit their poetry for possible publication in a poetry anthology through creative communications. And as a thank you to parents, I am going to have a drawing for any parents who invite a friend to participate as well. For each friend that participates, your name will be added to a drawing. So if you get four friends to sign up, your name goes in plus the four others. So at the end of the summer camp, any parents who got a friend to participate in the fun, your name's put into a drawing for a free Kindle Fire. And I already have that at my house in the box, unopened. So if you're interested in, in attending the writing camp this summer that focus on, focuses on poetry and, of course, a lot of fun, I have a registration form um, on this blog post. And so you can go there and click on it, or you can just email me directly at um, Cheryl Euling at gmail.com. Um, I'm hosting this on a Google meet. It'll be open to anybody. I'll just share the link with you. Um, and then you can hop on. Uh, I need a minimum of two students per session, a maximum of 10. Uh, the cost of the camp is $40 for five days. So that's $8 per day, super cheap way to get your kids excited. This camp is going to be offered for a limited time. I'm also offering a financial literacy camp. Um, there's going to be um, three weeks in June that I've got availability. So sign up, make sure that you save um, that spot. I look forward to meeting your child and also to meeting you. If you can't attend, let me know. I can certainly work with you one-on-one. -on -one. I also offer private uh, tutoring sessions Monday through Friday mornings between nine and noon. Um, I, can, I can meet with you later in the day as well, um, June, July, and August. And if you would like any services, let me know. You can find out more information um, about myself at MidwestTutor.com. Uh, the three sessions for the summer writing uh, camp. The first session is June 6th, the week of June 6th from 10 to 11 Central Standard Time. The second session is June 13th through the 17th, the same time. And the third session is June 20th through the 24th. So if this has been helpful, please share this information with others. I, if you are looking for a learning coach for your child, uh, contact me. All my information is in MidwestTutor.com. I'm super excited to uh, share this opportunity with others, and I look forward to meeting you. Thanks. Bye-bye.